0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Booking It. I'm Cooper, and today we have a very special treat for you guys. We have a, an impromptu debate recorded over the topic, is Hector likable? So we're just going to be debating that. Isaiah and I will be for the affirmative. Bryson and Tanner will be for the negative side, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So are you ready? Three, two, one, go. Today, my good friend Isaiah Rezke and I affirmed the resolution, Hector is likable. To that end, we have two arguments. First, we'd like to establish a framework for what makes a character likable. And secondly, we'll be examining why Hector fulfills that standard, that criterion, and is thus likable. So firstly, what is the framework for calling a character likable? I argue that a character is sympathetic. We can care for him. We can understand and relate to his actions. This is important because we're not saying that Hector is perfect or that he does not make mistakes. In fact, I would argue someone making a relatable mistake is actually more sympathetic than someone who is perfect all the time or is a goody two-shoes. Just take Jane Eyre. We meet the character Helen, and she is very annoying to me because she is perfect in every single way. There's no fault in her, and thus I fail to relate to her. But with other characters, we can see they're likable because we care for them and because we can relate to them in their imperfection and in the good deeds they do as well. That's the framework we establish. Moving on to number two, what makes Hector fulfill that standard? To that end, we have three key arguments. Firstly, he does not fight for himself alone. Achilles' big fault is that he fights for personal kleos, for selfish glory. But Hector does not do so. He fights in defense of his city. He fights to defend the people he cares about and he loves. He does not fight for personal gain, for personal glory. He is solely motivated, or at least mainly motivated, to defend the people in his city as a prince and not for his own personal glory. Secondly, he actually cares for his friends and for his family. This kind of ties in for the first point. He has seen the scene with his wife and his kid is very endearing, and this is the line... Um, 365 in my version of book six. For I am going first to my own house so I can visit my own people, my beloved wife and my son who is little, since I do not know if ever again I shall come back this way. So he's very caring and loving towards his kids and towards his wife. And that scene with his wife and kid is the most endearing and beloved scene in the Iliad. He clearly cares for his friends and his family. People respect him, look up to him, and love him as well. But finally, he's not afraid to call out the sissies. When Paris is being a wimp, he tells him so. When everybody is acting all weird and wrong, he says, "Hey, this is what's right. We need to fight for our city." So, because Hector is understandable, sympathetic, and we care for him, because he's not fighting for himself alone, he cares for friends and family. He's not afraid to call out sissies. We'd ask you to side the affirmative. Thank you.
1: Okay, I'm Tanner, by the way. So there. The while the while Cooper has brought up some very compelling points for why Hector is likable, me and Bryson today stand resolved that Hector and negate the resolution that Hector is likable, therefore meaning Hector is unlikable. And uh, we have uh, three main points for this, but first I'd like to bring a point of clarification. First of all, likability is not based off of one's fame or glory, but rather upon the worthiness of the man. One can be friendly but unlikable or weak and likable, but it is the true intentions and nature of a man that should dictate his likability. Hector is unlikable because while he is pleasant in his demeanor and uh, his uh, response to others his intentions and uh, um, uh, the way that he lives his life is a uh, is considered an unlikable manner and an unworthy manner to be able to live his life and I'm going to be addressing this through three main contentions today first of all he sacrifices others second of all he's prideful and third of all he is weak diving directly into my first point which is that he sacrifices others sacrifices others examples of this can be found through a through Dolan the spy who was a spy for the Trojans that he was willing to abandon and allow um, to be taken away another can be found through Sarpedon, who was also who he also abandoned and uh, through these two points you can see that Hector had no problem sacrificing others and this is another display of how he is a uh, Um, An unworthy man and therefore is unlikable for that reason because worthiness is a direct um, correlation to likability. Second of all, he's also prideful. Hector takes a lot of pride in the strength of his city and the way that he is able to fight for it. And because of this, um, uh, he uh, has a, a great deal of pride. But in reality, he's not doing a whole lot. And that leads me to my third contention, which is that he is weak. Most of the gods in the story do all of the fighting for him. And uh, um, uh, he considers that he doesn't take this into account and uh, considers it all to be his own glory and uh, for himself. And so through this, we can see that um, Hector is truly an a unworthy man and therefore unlikable. And uh, my partner will bring up, Bryson will be bringing up some contentions, uh, some responses against the other team's
2: plan. Later. Later. <laughs> all right. That was a good speech, Tanner. Uh, we just have a couple of disagreements with it. So first off, you said that uh you know, you pointed out the flaws in Hector. And we're not saying that he is perfect. We are just saying through his flaws and all this, we can see some good virtues that make him likable. And, like, even though he isn't perfect, he still, most of the things he does isn't for himself. You pointed out that you said that it was a lot of self-centered pride, but it isn't. A lot of it is for his town and his city. Um, and so you also pointed out the point about uh, that spy, Dole, I think was his name. And you said that he just kind of sacrificed them. But Dole knew the risks. He knew that he was going to the other side to be a spy. And he va- like he agreed to it, to go and try and help his side win the war. Sadly, the outcome wasn't great, but it's war. It happens in war. He knew the risks. So in his previous speech, Cooper pointed out three points, and i like to rebring them up. So the first one was that he's not fighting for himself. And it's not for his personal kleos, but instead he's defending his town. So I have a quote from Homer saying... I would, quote, I would die of shame to face the men of Troy and the Trojan women trailing their long robes if I would shrink from battle now, a coward, end quote. So he's basically saying that even, like, if he were to basically run away or surrender, he would not be able to face his town. He's fighting for his town. His town would suffer if he were to surrender and give up the war. And then Cooper also brought up the point that uh, he's not afraid to call out people, like when he called out Paris for basically being a sissy and a wimp and hiding around in his, uh, little tower. So I have a quote from him saying, quote, look, your people are are dying around the city, the steep walls, dying in arms or uh, the steep walls, dying in arms and all for you, the battle and all for you, the battle cries and the fighting flare up around the citadel. You'd be the first to lash out at another anywhere. You saw hanging, um, you saw hanging back from this, this hateful war end quote. So basically he's telling Paris, like all these people in your city are dying because of you. And you're doing absolutely nothing. You're just sitting around doing nothing. But it is because of you, and you should be here fighting to help protect your city, your people, your loved ones. So he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it for all the loved ones and all the people that were in the city that were innocent. And uh, because the Kians attacked the Trojans because of that. So uh, I just strongly encourage you to vote for the affirmative side because we're the correct side. Thank
3: you. I'm Bryson Boswick, and my partner and I, Tanner Lewis, firmly stand against the resolution that Hector is likable. Uh, the negative, I mean affirmative, came up with three main things that they believed he was, which um, is he doesn't fight for himself, he cares for his friends and family, and he's not afraid to call out the sissies. He's not afraid to call out the, uh, the people like Paris who aren't aren't fighting and doing the work. Um, mainly, what I want to say is he he does. I mean, who uh, who doesn't fight for? Who is fighting for themselves? Almost everyone in this war is fighting for themselves in some sort of glory. Uh, Hector, in in many ways, you can say he's not fighting for himself. He's fighting for the city. But I would mainly say he is fighting, <laughs> 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 he's fighting for himself and for his own glory in many ways. He believes that he is the one doing this fighting, but in fact it is the gods that are uh, fighting for him, mainly Apollo. Um, he... Uh, they they said that he also is uh, he also Oh I'm blanking, <laughs> He also does not um Oh I completely lost it. Oh oh he's he's willing to sacrifice men, but that's okay because he can he can do that and that's um he oh that that Dolan was willing to sacrifice himself that it was that he chose to make that decision. But also Hector had promised him glory. He had promised him many gifts, and just when he disappears, Hector doesn't do a single thing. He just lets him off the hook, and he's well, not lets him off the hook. He's dead, but <laughs> just, he he just completely forgets about him. Like, oh well, I don't, I didn't really care about that guy. Um, then also, Sarpedon. We have uh, Glaucus who comes up to to Hector and says, "I'm willing to pull out all of Lycia. I'm going to take out all of my my men because you didn't go and save the body of Sarpedon, who stormed the rampart, who tore down the rampart." and completely um, like turned the tide of the battle when you were gone, when you were hurt. And it was, it was uh, because of him that, that we are now winning the battle, but you didn't even care to get his body. You didn't even care to retrieve him, and so I'm leaving because of that. Uh, Hector is not likable because he sacrifices men, because he is prideful, because he is weak, and he allows the gods to do his fighting and can't fight it for himself. I firmly support our resolution and vote for us. Please. The Hector is not like.
0: All right. Well, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed that uh, debate. I said, you want to say yeah. something? Uh, like send us an email or like put a comment or something. Like that uh, saying yeah. which side you vote for? Who won? Who won yeah, the debate? Exactly. 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 So, uh, well, we'll see you guys uh, next time and uh, enjoy this brief interlude of Tanner and I singing. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop believing. We're keeping this in. Hold on to that feeling. <laughs> Street lights. Somewhere in the night
1: Just a small town girl (laughs) Living in a lonely Lonely world
0: world. The midnight train train going going anywhere anywhere. (laughs) Just a city boy
1: (laughs) Born and and raised raised in in South
0: Detroit. Detroit For, For a For a time they can no, share no, no, the night no. it goes on and on. i on and on. And on. street, street lights
1: people know.
0: street lights Cause you'll be in my hearts <laughs> No matter where you go Hello my old heart How have you been? are you still there inside my chest been so worried you've been so still barely beaten at all oh oh. don't leave me here alone